Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock, look at the view from the top, researching rookies a lot, no, I just be listening to pods, yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger, let me just pass on the rock, browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing, what he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things, and there's Dennis the Bennett, yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean, dire because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round what is going on everybody it is week 17 and new year's eve we've got week 17 football ahead of us uh dennis and matter here with me today on this beautiful thursday we're going to preview the entire week 17 on the uh and the nfl slate hopefully hopefully that we, we get through all these games. There's a lot of stuff going on in Cleveland right now that makes me a little bit worried. Uh, but obviously, hopefully we get through all this as we're going to get ready for the NFL playoffs, and we will get you guys ready for your Week 17 matchup if you are unlucky enough to have one, if I'm being honest. Matt, Dennis, how are you guys doing today? You know, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I mean, how many games have we played without Denzel Ward this season already? No, so. it's, not, it's not Ward I'm, I'm worried about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and and Mason Rudolph is going to be quarterback in the the Steelers. So. Don't, don't bring that up. That that doesn't bring Matt comfort. I already tried that on on nope. Tuesday. Zero comfort whatsoever. You expecting a Mason Rudolph Rudolph breakout game? Are you? You know, we lost to Duck Hodges last year. Mason Rudolph been much worse than him. So yeah, I'm just saying it's yeah, you know, not going to get my hopes up too high. Not when you're missing now your two of your best linebackers, uh, pretty much your entire secondary outside of Denzel Ward at the moment. You know, great. Hey, yeah, we're getting our getting our wide receivers back. That's wonderful, possibly. But you know, who else might go down? We just lost our tight end now. Our second, sorry, our second string tight end. Who knows? Next, we'll probably lose our entire uh, starting offensive line of Baker. You know, I thought, uh, Harrison Bryant went out. Isn't he your third string tight end technically? 
Uh, he's been playing more than Njoku, so I'd say he's the second string. Yeah, and then but we get Teller back, and who's that? Teller and Worf's back this year, so or this okay. week at it's least a, as of right now. Yeah, it's a new year coming tonight, so it's time to look ahead with optimism. Yeah, you know. We're brown. Uh, that's what I was about to say. How, how does that saying? How does that saying go? New Year, same me, or some crap like that? Because it's not New Year, new me. So, uh, you know, New hey, Year, at least same I'm old starting with a, uh, with a cut. Although, I was really sad when they took uh, all the stuff off the side. It looked like there was a lot of gray forming in there. Uh, as we turn to the new year, uh, I'm going to hit a landmark uh, birthday that starts with a four. So, I guess the gray is going to start coming in. Don't no don't man. let all this uh, color here fool you. I color my hair all the time. This is all gray. I just you know I'm this is this game and the brown stress me out a lot. So do the so do the Buckeyes. You just gotta embrace it. Go you know I'm I'm getting old. Uh, I'm looking at all of the stereotypes of old people. I'll fart in public, no problem. Hey, look, I think when we retweeted the live show off the show handle, I promised laughs. And look, it's already <laughs> happening. Yeah, there we go. All right. So, I mean, again, we're, we're going to just talk about every single game uh, going on here in week 17. I don't believe uh, I'm assuming neither one of you guys actually have a championship game today. Right. I mean, we all don't play no, in week I, championships. No, apparently no. I'm in two leagues that uh, are still playing in week 17 because I saw the scores are still up there, but I'm not in the title in either. Of them. Yeah, I'm okay. snobbish that way. Yeah, so we'll, we'll discuss it some. Obviously, we'll, we'll bring some fantasy take to but really just going to be talking about the games and kind of giving our, our breakdowns here of what we expect is going to happen in Week 17. So let's kick it off with the 4-11 and 11 Falcons at the 10-5 and 5 Buccaneers. Ito Smith and Julio Jones questionable. Uh, I believe Julio Jones is, is looks like he's leaning toward not playing again. So you've got that going for him for Tampa Bay side. Fournette questionable, but Rojo is possibly back. Uh, what do you guys just feel about this game? Falcons uh, played Tampa Bay close last time. Do you think that they can upset them again? Or not upset? I'm sorry, they didn't win last time. They, well, I, they could probably pull the uh, standard Falcons and build a lead, only to give it back in the right. uh, possible way. I, I I feel like the Falcons are gonna play okay. They'll score some points. They've got a good offense. Their defense is pretty mediocre, and they're going up against Tom Brady and all of those weapons. It's a situation where – so even if Fournette's questionable and Rojo doesn't make it back, which I I suspect he'll be back. But, I mean, they they showed no qualms last week about feeding Keyshawn Vaughn the ball, so – yeah, you know, much to the dismay of everyone that drafted Keyshawn Vaughn, hoping for a viable fantasy starter this year, or, or those those that were hoping for a big game from Leonard Fournette. Yeah. See, my question is: you know, the last two weeks we've seen two teams that we thought were going to come in and roll over Atlanta, uh, play them tough and and struggle. You know, first it was Tampa Bay in their first meeting. Tampa Bay was coming off of an incredible, you know, defensive performance against the Vikings where they basically were able to smother Thielen and Jefferson. I thought that they were going to crush Atlanta and Atlanta actually took the lead. They had to fight their way back. Tampa Bay didn't look good. Atlanta did the same thing to the chiefs for a lot of last week's game. So either they're getting better or teams weren't taking Atlanta seriously. You would think Tampa Bay having had that experience 
two weeks ago and knowing if they win, they have a great shot at being the fifth seed in the NFC and getting to play the NFC East uh, winner is probably going to want to come out and play hard. I expect it to be a little bit more like what we saw in Detroit than what we saw in the first matchup with Atlanta. Yeah, the only thing that, that gets me is that, you know, I, I've been big on the Ryan struggles without Julio. Well, these last couple games without Julio, Ryan has seemed to be just fine. Ridley has stepped up and Russell Gage has stepped up and, and uh, uh, you know, they, they haven't missed him quite like they had in the past. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's going to be a, a hope a, hope a good game. I don't know how much Tampa Bay really has to play for either. I know Arian said that they're going to come out there and do everything they can to win that game, but they can't move. I mean, I don't even think they can fall out of the five seed. They're pretty much locked I think if, the five seed. I think if the Rams win and they lose, the Rams could vault them again because they're 10 and 5. Rams are 9 and 6. Yeah, but to me, there's a there's a pretty sizable difference between playing – New Orleans or Seattle in the first round and getting either Washington, Dallas, or the Giants. Yeah, you'd want to play the uh, the NFC East team, obviously, unless it's Washington yeah. who's who's going to beat them. I'm just kidding. No, or, or, I'm sorry. Unless you're going to play the Cowboys, who everybody down here tells me that they'll beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they play them. So, uh, don't, it, it, don't you, being the, being the position on the Cowboys you are, want to see the Cowboys get into the playoffs in a week of everyone overconfidently saying they're going to slam Tom Brady only to lose 95-3 to in the wildcard playoffs? Nope, and I'll tell you why. Because the Browns aren't going to make the playoffs, and then I have to hear it from everybody down here that the Browns finished the year 10-6 and and couldn't make the playoffs, and the Cowboys finished whatever because they suck and made the playoffs. And, and it doesn't matter because if you're in, you're in. doesn't matter if you get knocked out in the first round, you're still in the playoffs. So, no, I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Washington, take care of your business, please. For my sanity, take care of your business. Um, I haven't actually done any of my picks yet. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay, though, to win this game. What about you guys? Tampa for me. I'm taking Brady. The ten and five Miami Dolphins at the twelve and three Buffalo Bills. Uh, Parker is questionable. Fitz Magic is on COVID, so he will not be able to play. This is a must win for the Dolphins. So if two is struggling, they cannot go to their closer. What are your guys' thoughts on Miami here in a tough matchup against a very good Buffalo Bills defense, which I think is still probably going to play out the game uh, because they are not guaranteed the two seed. Uh, Pittsburgh can still beat a, the Cleveland Browns. You don't have any faith in Jake Rudock coming in there and being the closer? No, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't even know who that is. Oh, the former Michigan quarterback. I think he started in why. Iowa. I don't know who that is. Started at Iowa and finished at Michigan, I believe. Uh, you know, I don't have. I I feel like with uh, Miami, they're just not. They're getting there. They're not quite there. Uh, and Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, uh, Singletary and Moss in the backfield. They're, Buffalo is playing really, really well. And unless for some reason Buffalo just, you know, 2019, 50% pass completion, Josh Allen sh- shows up and starts throwing interceptions. Uh, that defense, that offense, they want to win. Uh, they're going to go out there to win. It's a divisional game. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I, I love Tua. I, I want the Dolphins to do well. Um, but I'm not expecting that to happen in this game. Yeah, it's a must win. 
uh, for Miami. I don't think it's great that they're that Parker's banged up. I still wonder mentally what what the now this is twice uh, that they pulled Tua out because they weren't getting what they wanted and put Fitzpatrick in. They can't do it this week, but they spent prior to today when he went on COVID the, all the time since last Saturday saying that they had no problem putting him in and treating him like the closer and. If they needed to pull two out, they were going to. I can't think that that was great for his confidence either. So how is he going to feel if he struggles? And Buffalo has plenty to play for. They win and they lock up the two seed. I think they really want that. It's pretty exciting for them. New York State just allowed them to have home fans for the wild card playoffs. So that, you know, what a great moment for Bill's Mafia. I think it's going to be, you know, pretty pretty big game. I don't think they're going to roll over and Miami hasn't exactly looked explosive throughout the season. They're going to need another huge day for Miles Gaskin. They need Gasecki's shoulder to heal. They need somebody to step up and be an option. And they've got to find a way to slow down Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. That has not been an easy task for anyone. Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting because obviously Cole Beasley, I believe, is questionable. I don't know if he'll end up playing, but it, I think that's obviously yeah. going to be the the big thing is how how well that defense can hold Buffalo's offense in check because I don't see Miami putting up a ton of points. So if their defense can keep Buffalo to like around the twenty point area, uh, I think Miami has a chance to win that game. I, I just I'm going to be honest, I don't think that they will. I'm, I'm going. Buffalo here, but I, I'm interested to see what Tua does really in a whole game because I don't think they go to whatever that Michigan quarterback's name was because I already forgot who Dennis said. That well, was. you're not gonna you're not gonna pull Tua for somebody who's not. You Brian know, Patrick. I, I I don't know if Brian Flores would or wouldn't do that. Maybe he's got a different closer out there now. You know, Hon- but honestly, if they're doing that, they might as well just give up on Tua being their their starter. It was bad enough that yeah, you're yanking him for Fitzpatrick. You just don't want to get that tattoo. I mean, let's just look at it this way. They got what the number two pick right now, or like a top five pick. It's a top yeah, five I think pick. Tech Texans are four, I believe. Man, yeah. Trey Lance would look really sexy in a Miami Dolphins uniform. Take Trey Lance, trade two for like a first and something else to the Patriots. It's coming, man. It's coming. Two two is going to become just a just an upgrade, just a, just a smidge of an upgrade over Cam Newton, Jared Stidham. Just saying. No, nah, I'm just kidding. He's better than Jared Stenham, at least. Uh, Buffalo, as I mentioned, Beasley's questionable. John Brown on the COVID list. Bills will lock up the second seed with a win. You know, uh, any fear that they might not play the whole game if they get up? Any, any worried about anything like that with the Bills? Not for me because I'm not playing in any fantasy wow. games yeah. this week. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's certainly a possibility. Uh, I would expect it will be – you know, even if they get up, Miami's going to be able to move the ball some. You know, they're going to they're going to do well, and their defense, I think, will play well. I just don't think they they will be able to for the whole game contain Buffalo's explosiveness. Uh, that being said, you know, I easily see it being a, a at least a two score game, but I could see Buffalo getting up, you know, fourteen to three. And then they match scores going forward, and it just stays, you know, 10 or 14 points going forward from there. Uh, so I, I think that if, if you're playing Josh Allen this week, he's probably he, – he's either going to get you enough before he gets out 
that you should be okay, or the Dolphins' defense will keep it close enough that they don't take him out. Gotcha. I mean, I could see if they got up taking out uh, some of their guys, you know, but I think they're going to want to play at least a half. The big difference, obviously, this year from years past is the 2C doesn't get a bye, so they're going to play, you know, everybody's going to play next week no matter what. So if they're up and they're looking good or if they're watching and, and well, I guess, does Pittsburgh play in the morning? You guys yeah. are morning. Yeah, they're all at one, so they'd have to be scoreboard so, I mean, if, to see what Pittsburgh Yeah, if, if they had the scoreboard up and, and Pittsburgh was going down, you know, they may rest some guys. Yeah, that's what I know. A lot of uh, players were kind of out talking about that last week uh, about possibly scoreboard watching and all that. But yeah, they all play. I think the the only one that obviously changes is with Washington, uh, Washington Philly, Philly being flexed to that Sunday night game. You Dallas doesn't. I mean, they don't have anything to watch. They just go out and play their game, and then if they win, they have to wait until Sunday night to see what happens. But I mean, they had to win regardless. Both uh, both Dallas and the Giants. I mean, all they have to do is win and hope. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. They can't scoreboard watch. They've got to win and then sit around and see what happens. So I am taking uh, the Bills to win this game. I'm with you guys. I think they want that second seed, even though, uh, even though you know, there's a chance that someone could get hurt if they play the whole game. I think they want that second seed. I think Miami's going to keep it competitive enough that Alice stays in there pretty much most of the game. And, but I do think Bill, the Buffalo Bills pull off the win. Who are you guys picking? Bills for me as well. Yeah, I'm taking Buffalo. All right, the 10 and 5 Ravens at the 4 10 and 1 Bengals. Ingram and Snead are questionable. Baltimore just needs to win and they're in. Do they get it? Yes. I mean, have you seen Cincinnati play? They're playing with heart. They're playing with heart. I'll give you that. They're playing with heart against inferior opponents. And Ooh, as, a shot across Pittsburgh's bow. As, as well, you know, maybe. <laughs> I, it's two weeks ago. You expect me to remember all the way back there? Uh, well, well, last I'm, week, too. Remember? I? I'm yeah, old. Texans, that you could I, I'm old. Opponent. Um, I like you know, how the Bengals are managing to also follow the Jets' path of playing themselves out of the draft pick that they desperately yeah. need. They were lining up to get that offensive line and something that yeah. they desperately need. And I think that win last week knocked them out of the bottom five. Yeah, because yeah, now everybody's talking about uh, the Jets taking Sewell and helping Darnold instead of him supposed to, he was supposed to go to Cincy and protect Joe Burrow. Well, I, I looked at a – uh, mock draft on draft site. Uh, our guy Shane Hallam is an analyst over at draft site, and I was looking at their mock, and they had Cincinnati has dropped back far enough that well, they're not going to get Sewell. They're not. They're not, also not taking Jamar Chase, who I keep seeing mocked to Cincinnati yeah. at like two, and, and and to me that I don't do. Do you need weapons? You always need weapons, but do they have? More needs with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Uh, I think they have better needs. So back at like six or seven, I think, is where they were. Uh, it had them taking Kyle Pitts. That I liked. And then then they went offensive line in the second and third. So I, I like that for Cincinnati. It had it had the Jets taking uh, Sewell at two. Yeah. ETN late first and then another offensive lineman in the second. So 
you know, th that I think is coming around a little better. Hmm. I mean, that would be good for their offensive line. They're just adding Rojo 2.0 there running back. I wouldn't be that thrilled about that, but you know, I don't know much about that. I hate Kyle Pitts going to Cincy though. I've got high hopes for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Cincinnati is not you, one of the places. You don't like uh, Travis Etienne? I am not Travis Etienne's biggest fan. Caused a lot of drama on Twitter when I say that, but you know, it's gonna be I, a fun I, off season. he reminds me very much a lot of uh, well, you know what? I, I mean, I've said it on other podcasts, so I don't mind saying it here. I think he, he reminds me a lot of Ronald Jones, he really does. Uh, incredible speed, dude can hit a home run every time he touches the ball. But when I go back and watch a lot of his games, he's uh, running into the back of his offensive lineman a whole lot more than he is running into the hole that's there for him. and Clemson's got a pretty damn good offensive line. So I think he struggles with vision a little bit. Doesn't necessarily have the uh, lateral agility or the cut, hits his cutback lanes very often. Uh, he's not as quite as good as a receiver as I think people give him credit for just because he's caught, I think it's 40-something passes right now. Uh, if you go and look at it, I believe last time I looked, so I haven't gotten, I think the last game, uh, against Notre Dame, uh, the championship game. I haven't looked back at that one, but before that, 11 of his passes came down the field. Everything else came behind the line of scrimmage, so it was just quick turn dump offs from Trevor Lawrence. I don't necessarily consider those actually passes and running routes like some people do because uh, it's just a dump off. Now, other players in that class, such as like a Javante Williams of UNC, only 11 of his catches came from behind the line. The scrimmage everything else came from him actually running routes and if you follow dynasty boss on twitter who's one of our great debbie guys he, he posted a, a picture or not a picture i'm sorry a gif of uh one of javante williams routes and uh, his little wiggle and shake right there at the end of the top of the route to get free of the defender that's what i want to see travis Etienne doesn't do that so i'm not a big fan he's still three for me i mean it's not like i have him 10 in this draft but right I just I don't think Etienne is as good as I think everybody falls in love with his speed because when they see him break away those big runs, like damn that kid's fast and he is fast, but running into the back of your offensive lineman doesn't help you at all at the next level. And I think he's going to. So, be I, so oh. what I'm hearing then is you don't like the T Rich plan. <laughs> no, I'm hearing that Etienne will be backing up Lamichael P Ryan. I don't think he'll be backing up with Michael P. Ryan, but I think you're just going to see a lot of what we saw out of Rojo his first couple of years. I, I'm not saying that ETN can't fix it. I'm just saying what I see. Uh, ETN, outside of that one thing, but in my opinion, that's the biggest thing when it comes to a running back. Like, you've got to have vision. You've got to hit your holes. And if that hole is filled up, you've got to see where your cutback is and try and get some more yards. You can't just run it. Speed does nothing for you if you're not actually getting into the open field. That, that's my base, and that's everybody. what everybody loves about him. He's got all the speed. Well, he's not going to do much with it if he can't get into the open field. So I don't know if he'd be backing up LaMichael P. Ryan. I, he's better than P. Ryan. He'll be starting. I just don't know if he'll be great. I think you're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of Rojo-type production out of him up until this year. We've seen Rojo has improved on that, so it's not something that he can't improve on. It'll be interesting to see where uh, Vern Main comes in with his running back vision. Uh, mm -hmm. process that he does and see where etn yeah. lands in the the rbv uh that he'll be well, I, putting those out coming soon so like i said i'm not uh i am one of the few because i know our, our very own at, at the nerds dynasty uh price i don't want to give too much away but i'll say i know he has him as his number one he he goes through his whole uh, film grading process and everything and etn was is his number one back it's etn then i think javante 
And then I don't remember who he's got up there. You'll have to follow him to find out. But uh, I know for sure he has ETN one, and ETN's just not one. There's a lot of people on my side as well. It's what makes this draft process fun. I mean, said I, if you've been following me, you've seen me do the the charting on negative and positive runs, and most decent running backs or guys that are okay at the NFL level come in at 20% or right around that. And ETN came in at 19% as in like at 19% of his runs came as no gain or losses. Every time you touch the ball, that's not great. Uh, I mean, well, I've seen you when you got guys like Swift, Najee Harris, I went back JK Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they all came in the past couple of years, right around 10%. I think the highest out of that group was Dobbins who came in at 12 uh, and then you had a guy like who none of us really liked that much, CEH. We all, a lot of people talked about how much they loved him, right? Because of what LSU did and him in that landing spot came in at 18% in that charting. And had a lot of the guys, I think it showed that. So getting really off topic here. I don't mean to go and make this into the Debbie podcast. So I'll, I'll bring it back in. We've got a lot of time to talk about that stuff. But well, yeah, I don't, just not I as think big this on just shows how uh, little. Uh, how little interest we have in the Bengals playing week 17. <laughs> That's true. That, that, that is very true. I, I like the big, I'm not gonna lie. The biggest thing I took out of that is please dear God, don't let Michael and uh, Michael Pitts, don't let Kyle Pitts go to Cincinnati. That's all I want out of this discussion. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter how good your receivers are. If you have no line. I mean, I don't know how many quarterbacks we have to see go through this experience. If Cincinnati, if this year didn't give them a moment of pause watching me, yeah a decent franchise quarterback get absolutely destroyed. And yeah. I don't know what will. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I would, I, you know, as, as we talked about, I think on Tuesday's podcast or Mondays that Joe Burrow's already walking without a brace on, like he's already at this point walking around. Let's protect the kid. Cause he looks phenomenal already early on uh, in his career. I think he's going to be, I think everybody thinks he's going to be a really good quarterback. You need to protect him because I would love to see Cincinnati being really good again. Uh, Speaking of Cincinnati, Boyd and Higgins are questionable. Uh, As me and Matt mentioned, Cincinnati has been solid of late. What would you kind of, I guess, cap the percentage on them beating beating Baltimore with them beating Pittsburgh and then uh, Houston last week? Well, I'd say it's a non-zero chance, that's for sure. Uh, But I think Baltimore is – you know, Baltimore is playing for something. They're they're trying to get their shit together. Uh, I, I don't know. I I I'm not. I, I'm not picking uh, Cincy to upset the Ravens. Yeah, it's not outside the realm of possibility. But I'm I'm putting it like under fifteen percent. I'm saying negative one percent. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'd love it to happen, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't, I don't see any shots. So if they win, by the way, if, say negative one yeah. percent is also the chance of me watching a single down of this game. I mean, I'll watch it down, but that's probably just because it's going to be on red zone. So you know, I'll have red zone. All right, that's true. I'll watch the highlights. Yeah. But. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. So if they win this game, even if Miami wins, Baltimore still ends up being the top seed, right? Am I correct on that? So they'll be the five no, seed regardless. If Baltimore and Miami both win right now, Miami's ahead of Baltimore. So they'd the be the seeding. five seed. So Miami would stay the five seed. So, but I think when we were looking at it, we thought Miami Cleveland had the toughest of yeah. the the four teams playing games. And if 
Yeah. If Miami loses and Baltimore wins, even if Cleveland and Indianapolis win, I believe Baltimore's the five. Gotcha. Uh, I am taking the Ravens to win this game. I'm taking the Ravens. Ravens for me as well. The six and nine Cowboys at the five and ten Giants. Dallas needs a win to get into the playoffs. They are hot right now. Are they getting in? Yes. No. How dare you? I'm with Dennis. Redskins, man. I'm sticking with my pick. Uh, I don't know what that team is. It no longer yeah. exists. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> no. I fart in public. I, I say inappropriate things without I, fear of recourse. Dallas wins this game, and then I put on my Jalen Hurts jersey at night. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to say that I don't think Dallas wins this game. I picked the Giants to win this game. I think uh, Daniel Jones coming back. They've got a lot to play for. They want to knock Dallas out. I'm all in, baby. Got to speak it into existence. Good, so, good. Let's, let's, let's start. Through you. Let's start 2021 off right, baby. Let's go. Ever, uh, Ingram, Shepard, and Tater all questionable. The Giants need to win as well. You know they're not they're not out of it, and I think even more than anything, they'd love to end their year with knocking out their division rivals. I don't know if they probably don't feel like they have a real shot of getting in, but if they win, they still have that outside shot. I think the Giants do just enough to win this game because you know what? Even though it's not in prime time, prime time Andy always comes up short, and I'm hoping for prime time Andy to come up short Look, on Sunday. Those players for the Giants aren't just questionable because of their injuries; they're just flat questionable. Uh, you know, Ing- Ingram's actually been pretty good all year. He's he's been a top tight end, hasn't he? Yeah, it's because we set the bar so low for him that he could practically tumble over it, which he has. I, you know. Set hey, as I as I my motto going through life, low expectations means high rewards, baby, because you're never disappointed. You're never disappointed if you're able to just kind of walk over that bar. Life's great, man. Life's grand. You're never sad. Let's see here. I wanted to pull up where uh where Ingram finished. Fantasy. Oh, he's, he's probably up in the top twelve. He hasn't been that bad. Pros. Football. There we go. Scoring leaders. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take, uh, but I'm taking New York to win. You guys have anything else to add, or who are you guys picking? I'm taking Dallas to win, but I don't think they're gonna win the division. I took I took Dallas before Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I think they knew that, and they wanted to reward my faith. It's like the end of the Dark Knight. Sometimes people just need to have their faith rewarded. Andy's going to come through for me. Well, I was definitely wrong. Evan Ingram is only a tight end 14 on the year, so isn't doing quite as good as I thought. I guess 14's not bad. But you know what? He has stayed relatively healthy, which was yeah. probably the biggest knock coming into this. We always said if he could stay healthy. And I don't think their their offense in general, they're another team that could really benefit from another lineman or two, you know, to be yeah. able to keep any of their players upright. All right, the game I really don't want to talk about. 12-3 Pittsburgh Steelers at the 10-5 Cleveland Browns. We know that Mason Rudolph is starting. What are you guys expecting out of the Steelers as there's uh, been hints all week that Mike Tomlin might rest more of his starters as well? Uh, I I feel like I've heard that like TJ Watt's going to be rested, Cam Hayward's going to be rested. Uh, so it's just going to be an even more embarrassing loss. This is just fantastic. <laughs> 
the uh, and, and somebody else on the offense, and I, I forget who it is. Uh, oh, Marquise Pouncey, or, or mm. whichever Pouncey brother, Mike Pouncey, whichever one plays for this. Pretty sure he's Marquise. Well, honestly, uh, even if uh, even if they're on the field, I'd say all all the Steelers receivers are going to be resting with Mason Rudolph back there delivering the ball. I don't, I don't know. He won them games last year. I mean, I don't know why everybody hates on Mason. I mean, he's not. They won big games man, but... when he was playing for them. To say he won games is a, a gross a overreach. A win's a, a win. Chicken or, chicken or the egg. Chicken or the egg. As I've no, said I, before, wins, wins are not a quarterback stat. It's a team stat. So it doesn't matter. If he wins, he now, wins. Rudolph has a good arm. He can get the ball downfield. If the wide receivers play, or even if, I I mean, they go what? Washington is their fourth. So if it ends up that Claypool and Washington are playing most of the wide receiver snaps, say, after the first quarter, it's not like, you know, that they're throwing out their, you know, I don't know, Kaderil Hodge and Derek. The guys that the Browns were throwing out there last week? Yeah. Yeah. don't forget our boy Ray Ray McLeod, who seems yeah. to just yeah. constantly get in there and get receptions. I so, just I know. don't think it's going to be easy, man. I know everybody seems to think it's going to be. Oh, but I, I mean, you I should... don't think it's going to be easy. <laughs> game, two teams that hate each other. Nothing uh, for the Browns in the history of the franchise has ever been easy. Exactly. This is what we do, baby. This is what we do. Pivotal game on the line last week. We choke it away. It's right there for you this week. Too. <sighs> I mean, it's right there. That's all we got to do. Now we got COVID hitting us at the perfect time. Going to have half the team out on Sunday, and the NFL is not going to move the game back. I mean, the defense already struggled to stop people in the passing game, and now you've lost your the one of the linebackers has been a huge step for, for you, Malcolm Smith. B.J. Goodson, who was the key in that run defense, being as good as they were. And as far as I know, James Conner. I mean, James Conner's been sitting out half the year, but now he's finally going to be out, be out there and be healthy and be able to run all over the Browns. I mean, I just don't think it's going to be. Browns are going to lose. That's how I really feel. I, I don't see them winning the game. Come on, put your faith in Ogan Joby, man. Yeah. This will be the one the what it's he stepped up in one game, so this will be game two of the season. He does something. Looking forward to it. I just Look, I don't know. Go ahead. If you you set your expectations really low, so you can't be disappointed. But uh, I hope that will you're pleasantly be, surprised. I there will the still be a miracle lot of, of twenty twenty one. Is Miles Garrett's revenge game? Many things will be broken in my house until it turns into the Mason Rudolph revenge game where Mason Rudolph throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns on the Cleveland Browns and knock him out of the playoffs. So what I'm hearing you say is after this show is over, you need to take your computer and put it in a safe, have your yeah. wife set a new combination and keep a hold of that until Monday so that your computer is not one of the things that no, ends up so going the wall. Actually- Went and bought a little uh, Steelers elf nutcracker that will be the recipient of my baseball bat, uh, depending on how the game goes uh, Sunday. I've got things in my house that are breakable, and they likely will be broken because I don't feel like this is going to go my way. It's going to not only ruin my weekend, but my entire year. My entire year is about to go to shit after tomorrow and Sunday, depending on how those games go, because it's all I got left for me right now. So not going to be fun. I'm not excited about Friday's game. And I, I, I expect, I just don't, I hope that they do win. And I, as 
before the news came out today with obviously Sandejo's out, Carl Joseph is out, BJ Goodson's out. Um, who else do they got out? I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of defensive players that are now out on uh, because of COVID. I mean, yes, it's going to help getting Jarvis back and uh, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Rashard Higgins, but Harrison Bryant, in my opinion, has been a huge part of that offense, and now he's out as well. I just don't like all these guys being out. Brown's offense didn't look great last week. I don't know if they'll be able to run the ball, even with the TJ Watt not being out there. Uh, you know, for whatever, for God knows what reasons, Heaven Stefanski only ran the ball 11 times last week against a horrible Jets defense. So, I, I think it's going to be a, a good game. I hope that the Browns are able to pull it off. I'd love to see them into the in the playoffs this year, but I, I just have a really bad feeling it's not going to go our way, and I don't see Indy losing to help us out either. I, I, if Indy loses, I'm going to send I'm going to buy a really nice bottle of bourbon and send it to Tony, and because I think we're both going to be drinking on Sunday, like I, I don't see any way that the Colts the Colts end up losing. There's just no way. So. I'm picking the Browns because that's what I do. I don't ever pick against them, but I, I I don't feel great about that pick at all with everything going on. Who are you guys picking? I'm taking Cleveland as well. I'm also taking Cleveland. All right, the 69 Vikings at the 5-10 and 10 Lions. Dalvin Cook is out. Uh, condolences to him and his family. That is uh, an unfortunate loss there for his father to pass away. Uh, I hope, obviously, everybody there is – there is good for him and his family, and they're able to, you know, be together. That's that's got to be a, a rough thing to to be going through right now, especially this close to the holiday season. Uh, with him being out, uh, it looks like it's going to be all about the passing game for the Vikings this week. You think they finish strong? And uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Alexander Madison, who likely will be the guy playing, especially if you are playing in a Week 17 matchup? Well, I think it. Uh... Minnesota is going to need to ride the passing game. Madison's okay, but I mean, he's, I, I think he got this. A lot of people put this, oh, he's a plug and play Dalvin Cook clone aura around Alexander Madison. Um, and he's not, uh, he's better than Benny Snell, you know, I will say. Uh, but how much better than Benny Snell is he? Uh, so far, I don't think he's shown uh, that that ability to to be able to just you know Cl Cleveland when Chubb was out, Hunt stepped right in. L little different style of game, but the production was there. I don't think that the production has been consistent for uh, Madison, and, and I think that kind of just goes to who he is. We. You know, he was a guy that uh, that we had high, high, maybe unrealistic hopes for. So, will he play okay? Yeah, I could see. You know, a fourteen carry, sixty-five yard kind of game, uh, but not anything that's going to be like blow your mind. So, it's going to come down to Thielen, Irv Smith, who's been balling like crazy, and Justin Jefferson. And so if you got those horses against that Detroit defense, ride them, throw that ball and take care of your business. Yeah. I'm not a big Madison believer either. I think the Vikings will need to throw to win. And uh, the good news for them is that they're playing Detroit because we've seen a lot of teams have throwing success, including Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last Saturday. I mean, they just 
annihilated that Detroit passing defense. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see that happen again. I think Jefferson's pretty close to some rookie marks. They'll probably try to help get him there. <clears throat> Thielen, um, you know, has been a top or near the top of the league uh, in touchdown receptions all year. I think they're going to keep feeding him. They have a great pass offense and, I think they want to go out with a with a win and strong. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they want to get as close to um, 500 as possible because uh, that's what Minnesota does every other year with uh, with Mike Zimmer. They can't even suck enough to get a top uh, top draft pick. They've got to finish right around 500 and not really help themselves. I, I don't think that the Lions are going to really keep this game close, especially with Stafford. He's just been banged up. I, I kind of think they should just sit Stafford and just let the guy get healthy. I mean, that, that guy has been struggling. I feel like it's been since week one he's been struggling with injuries all yeah. um, all year long. But I'm do. i with you guys. I think uh, Kirk Cousins and them are going to go out there and set the, set the passing game up uh, for success. It is the way to beat the Lions. They're going to be very good this weekend. What are you guys expecting from the Lions against Stafford? Uh, questionable Galladay out again I, I saw someone uh one of the I mean take it for what it's worth one of the people who's uh like a uh a, a, I think physical trainer uh, was talking about how he thinks that it's actually more of a labrum than anything else for Kenny Galladay which he should be fine next year he just needs probably some surgery and then he'll be good to go it's just obviously whatever's been going on with him has been bothering him all year long what are your guys' thoughts on him moving forward? We'll obviously have time to talk more about it, but free agent going into the year. If you have Kenny Galladay, like how much would you lean towards selling him or keeping him? Oh, I love Galladay's talent. And I if I have him, I'm holding him. I think he's a top 15, top 18 wide receiver. Um, I know there's talk about are the Lions going to keep Stafford? Uh, I think they should. I mean, he's a above average quarterback, and quarterbacks are hard to come by. Uh, you know, there, there's a reason that uh, they make so much money. Yeah. Um, I, I like Galladay. I, I'm. I, I wish that. So I've had both of the labrums in my shoulders operated on due to torn rotator cuffs and tendons. Why the fuck didn't they just op? Well, yeah, that's I mean, what, it's been weeks. That's what I was yeah. going to say. It's weird if they think a surgery would correct it. I mean, he's he's been out since the middle of the season. No. I think. Well, I don't know if it's something where like surgery is the only thing to correct it. I think it's one of, if it's a labor moment, we've seen players play through that as well. So I don't know if it's something where it's it's more of like a pain tolerance thing where it's like, hey, if you can play through it, you can and Galladay. I mean, I'm going to be honest, if I'm Kenny Galladay, what's the point of playing with the way Detroit season has gone and hurt yourself even more? Why not just sit out and be done? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I'm that knowledgeable medical-wise, but I believe that, like, if you have a labral tear that, you know, typically that's something that you need to get repaired as opposed to just let heal. Could be wrong, but... Yeah, I'm not I'm not expecting a ton from Detroit this week, but the Galladay thing has been interesting and frustrating all year. I it's very frustrating that they didn't just choose to shut him down. I'm with Dennis in that they didn't have a lot to play for with Detroit, uh, you know, for the season. You know, was he trying to get them to put him in because he wants to 
make more of an impression going into free agency. I, he's he's a talented enough guy in the sample size we've seen this season and in other seasons that, you know, I don't think this stops him from getting a contract, maybe knocks a few dollars off of, or a few years off of what he can get, maybe diminishes some of the wide interest, but it just, it's been a weird situation because it seems like he's practiced almost every week to some extent. Yeah. or done some kind of work and then gets ruled out at the end. And it just never, never happens. Well, and that might be something again, you know, we, we don't know because we're not there, but maybe it's something where Kenny Galladay has been pushing to want to go back out there and play because he's in a contract year and he's trying to prove how good he still is. Cause I mean, Matt, we talked about this earlier in the week with the likelihood of the cap going down for these NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Who knows how much some of these guys are going to get paid? And Kenny Galladay's probably trying to get out there on the field to get as much money as he possibly can. So it may have been something more Galladay was pushing than the Lions. We're never – well, I wouldn't say we'll never know, but we're probably not going to know anything right now just because none of those guys are going to come out and say anything. We'll find out more in the offseason when if he does or doesn't get surgery or we finally figure out the extent of the injury. So I'm with uh, with you guys. So I, I would not sell Galladay. At this point, I think you'd be selling him low. Because uh, we haven't seen him all year, and you don't know what possibly is going to happen with him. Uh, so for me, I would I would hold on to him and and just hope for the best. I do think he's extremely talented, and if he does end up back with Detroit, even if they end up moving on from, uh, my goodness, why did I why do I want to call? Him? I wanted to call him Sam Darnold for some reason. I don't know why. Even if they move on from Stafford, I still think whatever quarterback they bring in there, if Galladay's there, him and Hawkinson are still going to be the main guys. So I'm not moving Galladay. Uh, that being said, I'm taking uh, the Vikings. Vikings for me. Speaking of Sam Darnold, the two and three New York Jets at the six and nine New England Patriots. For the Jets, Gore is out. Uh, the Jets have been hot at as of late. Can they knock off the Patriots this week? They can. I mean, Cam is downright terrible. Um, if the if the Jets could get their receiving core to stay healthy, I like what they have with Mims and Crowder and Perriman. And hell, uh, last season's darling Chris Herndon caught a touchdown pass last week. I think he did. Yeah, he did. Herndon had like a great week. You know Suddenly. what? This, this entire like last two or three weeks has been uh, all the tight ends who have boned us all season long. Going off Hayden Hurst, you know, getting into the action. Chris Herndon. Austin Hooper. Johnny Smith caught a touchdown last yeah. week. No, I, I like I, I like the Jets. Um new I I feel like Bill Belichick, if there's any coach that's gonna go, you know what? Fuck it, strategy wise, the loss is better for us. You know, that evil genius is the one. Uh, I, I I like how, the, you know, with Gore being out, I like uh, LaMichael P. Ryan to get some run. Uh, I think he's he's back in health, been playing. Uh, Ty Johnson. Uh, I feel bad for Gore, um, but, I mean, he's at 16,000 yards. It was weird. I was – I had – that game was on last week, and uh, after Gore got injured – uh, I guess I didn't realize he was injured that bad, but like three minutes left in the game, and it just showed Gore walking off the field down the tunnel, leaving by himself, n- no trainer or anything. 
it almost seemed like he was like, okay, I got my 16K, I'm out of here. Uh, but I guess he, he did end up having a, a little more serious injury than I thought. Uh, I, I want to see – I liked Sam Darnold coming out, and so I'm obviously invested in him improving. Makai Becton looks like a win there, and if the Jets can add some more pieces to that offensive line in the offseason, uh, you know, they could be a team that, uh, if they can get out from under Adam Gase, could do some damage. Can they get out from under Adam Gase? We've all assumed that he's like a, a dead man walking, but there are times when you listen to uh, Jets personnel speak that uh, give me a moment of pause and make me think I'm not going to believe it until he's actually right. gone. But uh, I, I not only think the Jets can come and win, I think they're going to win. The Patriots look like crap lately. They look completely lost. I'm not sure we see Cam Newton for all of this game. Um, and even if we did, I'm not sure that's a big benefit to New England. They've already announced they're not going to activate and bring Edelman back. They have really no substantive weapons in the run of the passing game. It looks like Harris is going to miss again. Sonny Michelle is not exactly lighting the world on fire. And the Jets have actually been playing pretty fiercely. They've, they've won against two potential playoff teams the last two weeks. I think there's a chance they go in and clock New England this week. So, Dennis, I finally understand why you kept bringing up Denzel Ward. I didn't realize he tested positive. I just saw oh, yeah. that. <laughs> oh, this is just pissing me off even more. I thought he was we You're having so such a hard time you had to bring your, your emotional support child Oh, in. my goodness. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. And then I see the thing is, like, activated all these players. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Everybody's coming back. And I'm like, on the COVID list, Malcolm Smith, Denzel Ward. I was like, wait, what? Oh, maybe it's just contact tracing, continue scrolling, tested positive. Not only will miss this game, but probably the playoff game. Are you effing kidding me, people? Come on. The only good uh, news is. But at least you're saying we'll miss the play. playoff game. I feel like this indicates you have more faith they're going to make the no, playoffs. That's, that's, that's what the tweet said. I was just going based oh. off that, saying if they make it to the playoffs, he will likely miss that game as well. <laughs> We don't, we don't need him. It's okay. Ah, fucking fantastic. Like I said, the only good news that I read out of that as well was uh, Claypool's Claypool snaps will be dialed back to avoid the rookie wall. So we'll just have James Washington and Ray Ray McLeod destroy us on Sunday. That's all. Uh, I'm with you guys. I, I don't forget about Jeff. Anthony McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Patriots. It's going to be Patriots. a big Vance, Vance McDonald game. Jalen Samuels. Harris questionable cam fading. Uh, you know, I I do think that they likely throw Stidham out there. You know, I want to see the Jets win just because I feel like if they do, they're gonna keep Adam Gase. And I just think I just think the Jets deserve that at this point. I just they're I really keep do. Darnold, they're gonna keep Gase, they're gonna you know draft that offensive lineman, bring the band back together. I don't want to. I obviously don't want to keep diving like too much into these teams because it's a lot of offseason content we will be talking about, but I don't think keeping Darnold's such a bad idea. I really don't think Darnold's as bad as no. he's looked at times. I blame Adam Gase for a lot of that. That's where I think the issue would come is if they end up keeping Adam Gase. Uh, that being said, though, I'm still going to go Patriots. I just I don't think Bill wants to end on a six and ten season losing to the Jets. 
to kind of cap off your year. I still believe in Bill uh, and what he can do with that defense. And I think even if it's Stidham out there, they'll figure out a way to win this game. So I'm, I'm going to go Patriots. I know, Matt, I know you were just saying you're picking the Jets to win. Dennis, who did you pick? I'm picking the Jets in a 6-3 burner. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's that the, the most fun game of the, of the weekend. Uh, the 12 and 3. Fun. I'm sorry? I take back the fist pump I gave you for joining the Jets bandwagon. <laughs> the 12 and 3 Packers at the 8 and 7 Bears. Uh, Jamal Williams, Alan Lazard, Jay Sternberger are all questionable. Packers still need to play. Uh, they need a win to secure that top seed uh, in the NFC and get the bye week. Do you guys expect them to get it? I mean, do any of these three guys matter? I mean, they've got AJ Dillon, the MVS, and uh, uh, Mercedes Lewis. So I mean, I mean, I mean, they have Devontae Adams. That's all that matters in my I opinion. Think he was that you stop there. Step up for the injured players, right? I think Adams will step up and catch four touchdowns instead of three this week. You know, I, that's what I'm saying. Like you can say Adams and then stop there, and that's all that matters. Adams and Rogers. That's all the Packers need. Jones. I, I give you Jones. You're right. I do like Aaron Jones. So they've got they've got uh the new uh what is it uh. The new uh, quad king there, and AJ Dillon as well. That dude could could crush somebody's head between his thighs. So I think they're good there with Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon. Yeah, I. Uh, you know the the Packers. What's their record? Twelve and three. Mm-hmm. I, I think they they want to win. Uh, it's a division game again. It's like uh, it's all. Is it all division games this weekend? I think uh, yeah. add to the rivalries. It's against the Bears. You know, they're what are they? 90 minutes apart. Uh something, something like that. that. Uh so they want to go into Soldier Field. And uh Rogers is he's he's like Ming the Merciless. He just wants to go in there. Uh, it, it was I, I remember you know last week looking at his stats at one point, it's like He'd only thrown for like 153 yards, but he had four touchdowns. It's like, come on, man. I don't know. Hey, he's making a play for that MVP. I think he's yeah. going to get it after this week. I think I think they're going to go out there and just have a big game again. Josh Allen. I still think Rodgers gets the MVP. I, I don't see any. I, I love what Allen's done. I don't see a lot of people. The only reason I say that is I think – a lot of people predicted Buffalo would be this good after the year they had last year. And Allen's definitely taken a step up, but I don't think Rodgers has taken the dip that Allen took in the middle part of the season. Allen all of a sudden went from this guy we all love to all of a sudden, like, what's going on? What's wrong? Is Josh Allen going back to the guy we saw a couple of years ago? Rodgers had, like, what, one bad game against Tampa Bay? Is that That's really the only team that's blown them out and made him look human. Outside of that, they've been in every game. Rodgers has been phenomenal. I mean, I, I, me personally, I think it should go to Rodgers with the year he's had. Now, maybe it will go to Allen because maybe there's a little bit of, I would say, like maybe Rodgers fatigue and the fact that how, how many has he won? I know he's got at least one. Has he gotten more than that? I don't know. I don't know either. 
I'll look it up as you guys talk about the Chicago Bears. Uh, Bears need a win to get in as well here. I mean, they can lose and still get in, but they control their own destiny if they win. They are in. Um, obviously, the Packers' defense not great against the run. Uh, we know David Montgomery's had a massive second half of the season. Is he probably the smash play running back this week for you guys if you're playing DFS or if you're playing in Week 17? Uh, I don't know about smash play. You get, you got to take into consideration, you know, what the, the price is. But, I mean, he's vaulted himself all the way up to RB6 with this late season run. And, uh, you know, in the off season, we end up talking about a lot of narratives. And this one really came through. There were so many people in the off season. I probably, I definitely can't name them all because I can't remember. But there were so many people that were like, hey, when Montgomery starts slow, trade for him because that he's going to close the season, the regular season and, and the fantasy playoffs. He's got a phenomenal schedule. Well, he's been killing it the last six weeks or so. And, you, you know, it's, it's as somebody who had him rated, uh, ab- I, I think I had him above Jacobs. Yeah, you had, him, you had him one. Yeah. And it, it, it's good for me to see. I enjoy that. Uh, I think compared to some of these other classes, you know, it's a little tough because uh, I, I, I can accept that, well, maybe he was the best of that class. Uh, he's he's pretty jaggish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's had, he's been hot. So is Mitch. So is their offense. <clears throat> I think Chicago's motivated to come out, and I think they're going to have a good day. I actually am picking Chicago. I see that this is where I pick up one of my last two games to tie you. <laughs> yeah, I took the Packers, so I assume that means Dennis, you're taking the Packers as well. Uh, yeah. I am taking keep, the Packers. Keep mocking me. That's worked out so well for you the last couple of weeks. Hey, yeah. I've been picking up games every week. I'm within two. I, I mean, think I was let's... three or four games out last week. Let's be honest. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to run out of season. Is all that's going to happen? No, no, no one's catching. No one's catching that number one seed there for for that group. Justin? He's, no, I'm talking about our group. Me, I don't care. I don't care <laughs> I about know. Justin anymore. I know you have an 11 pick lead. You've already. You could pretty much yeah. take the week off and still win. I will. You know what? Just for fun, I'm going to take the week off. See if someone catches me. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has won two MVPs uh, in 2014 and 2011. Funny enough, either one of the years that he actually won the Super Bowl. So, they uh, only won it once. Yeah, no, but I'm saying I thought maybe the yeah. one that one of the times he won was the year it wasn't one of the one uh, the year he won the Super Bowl. He uh, it was both. They both got knocked out in the. Uh, Conference championship both times. So maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to win the MVP. Maybe not. I still think they go the Super Bowl. I think it's down to them and the Saints. I just I don't see anybody else really competing with them. I could be wrong, but I think those are the two well, best teams. If Chicago wins and Seattle wins, do you know who the number one seed in the NFC is going to be? It, I do now. It's going to be Seattle because we talked about this the other day. I thought there was no – I thought there was only – the Saints had the chance to jump them. Uh, for the next game, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at seven and eight, and Matt Denver Broncos at five and ten. The Raiders, what are you guys expecting from that offense? For them to lose, I think uh, you know the the Raiders are looking to right the ship, and they couldn't have a, a better opportunity uh, to right the ship than to take on division rival uh, at home. Grind it out with Josh Jacobs. 
make some plays with uh, Nelson Aguilar down the field. Darren Baller is going to catch 10 passes for 175 yards. That guy's, you know, it, it it's crazy to think about what Waller's has done this season. And because of Kelsey's season, you, you don't hear hardly anything about it. It, it. It's been wild. Waller's having a phenomenal year. I was even unsure about him this year. I was like, you know, he's been doing great, but the Raiders have added these weapons. Are they going to continue to go to him? Will he just regress because he's not going to get the opportunity? And, man, Waller is just out there – just stacking it up and, and putting numbers on the board. Uh, I, I think he'll continue to do that against Denver. Uh, I'd like to see Denver do something, but we'll, we'll let our, our resident Broncos fan lead us down the Bronco pathway. Well, the Raiders don't need a bounce back on offense. You know, if anything, their offense should be uh, sending uh, flaming bags of dung across the hall to the defense because the offense played well enough to beat the chiefs played well enough to beat was it the Colts that they, that they played and got crushed defensively at the end. And last week their offense would have won that game, but their coach Coaching. made the most shitty decision in the world. Like he had never seen their defense play before and then looked surprised when their defense managed to choke it away. So I think their offense has been playing well. Denver's defense is beat to crap. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, you or I could audition to play cornerback and make the active roster at this point in time. They've been taking people off of other teams' practice squads and putting them into starting roles, which is always, you know, makes you feel really good on the inside as a fan. They, We have lost our top six corners. Um, so, you know, it's been a, it's been a bang-up season. But I gotta be the honest, Raiders have no I'm, defense either. I'm more of a zone corner than a man-to-man corner, just to keep that in mind. My, you know, if <laughs> a Jerry, small zone at that. If uh, Jerry Judy remembers that his hands are for putting around the football, squeezing it gently and pulling it into his body, or better yet, they just don't throw the ball at him. I think that they can score some points against the Raiders. They're going to be at home. They hate the Raiders. Um, this is the exact same track the Raiders season took. Last year, the Raiders looked like they were going to make the playoffs, and they flamed out in the second half and ended up losing to Denver in Denver on the last day of the season to end the season seven and nine. History repeats itself. I never thought I'd hear you out here standing for Deshaun Hamilton, man. Deshaun Hamilton got crunched between two people and held onto the fucking ball to get a first down. Jerry Judy got one gifted into his hands in the end zone, put it on the ground, and then went and pouted like a proud boy on the bench so what you're saying is after the draft last year when the broncos got jerry judy you're regretting all the nice things you said about him is that is that what's going no, on I, I still think eventually he'll be good but he was complaining about not getting the ball they were complaining about not getting him involved he got 15 targets last week and like that touchdown he should have had that that would have been a big play in the game when they're down 19 16 drew lock which doesn't happen all the time, happens like maybe 30% of the time, delivered a beautiful strike down the field right to hit him in stride in the chest, and he dropped it. That would have tied the game. It was just very – it's very frustrating. Maybe it adds to everything else. But now it's also I've been frustrated because they've started their media tour on social media this week where they're 
talking about how great and how talented they are and how they need to bring everybody back and they're ready for 2021. And I still am not sure how I feel right now. Well, I'm taking the Raiders because I want them to get a better draft pick so they can they can pick up another wide receiver who can't catch the ball. So, who, uh, Matt, I assume you're taking your Broncos. I'm taking Denver. I think they're going to get it together. Yep, I'm taking the Raiders. This is where I tie it up. It probably <laughs> is where you tie it up. All right, the ten and five Titans at the four and eleven Texans. Does Henry get to two thousand yards? What was he again? Away two hundred and thirty four, I believe. Two hundred and twenty three yards short. He's at seventeen seventy seven, and he ran for two hundred and twelve the first time he played the Texans. So two twenty three is a big number, but doesn't seem completely out of so, bounds. Book it. He's going over two thousand yards. I'm going to say yes. <sighs> I think he's going to get there too because I think Tennessee is going to have to score and needs this win because there's a scenario where if they lost this game, if things broke wrong, they'd get knocked all the way out of the playoffs. Dennis? Are we on? Well, are we on Jacksonville, Indianapolis, or Tennessee? Never mind. They ran. They ran together for me. I was like, wait a minute. Um, I mean, Houston sucks just about against the. I mean, it's Jacksonville sucks just as bad as Houston. So I understand where the confusion might come from. The uh, well, I mean, what did Houston give up last week to Cincinnati? Uh, well, Matt looked this up earlier in the week. Gosh. The last time that these two played each other, uh, Henry ran for two hundred something yards on yeah, yeah on Texans. So, well, and yeah. they made Samaj P. Ryan look like the second yeah. coming of Dalvin Cook last yeah. week. Yeah. So I. You know the Texans are are not good. Uh, Romeo Cornell, God love him. Uh, he, he's not coaching to be the the new head coach of the Texans. That is, is not going to happen. Uh, honestly, I feel like uh, I feel like he's going to come up short at two thousand. One. I feel year like he'll. I, I feel like he'll be you know in in the high one. 100, you know, 185, 190. I just think the game is going to run out of time. Uh, They're just not – it's not going to be worth it for them at going 11 and 5. At some point they're going to go, look, do we really need to risk injury here going into the playoffs to get a vanity record? Yeah, I hope. I hope. I mean, I've never really been the biggest fan of Derrick Henry, but I hope he gets it. I, I mean, he's kind of gotten stonewalled uh, the couple weeks before that. And if he even just gets like a hundred yards against Cleveland, he gets really close to getting this record. So he, he's kind of gotten held up in a couple games. I thought he'd do better. I, I'm hoping he gets it. Uh, for the Texans side here, what would Hold you on. guys? So, what's the actual rushing record? Is it? It's like twenty-one oh five or twenty-one. Oh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think he gets the record. It's just earlier in the year he right, pointed right. out my, that he wanted to get two thousand yards. My, he, that was my crazy. point is, is that it, it, if you're not going to get the record, you know, at some point you got to say what's better for the team. And well, I think he's, it's he's not going to get the record. Let's let let him get his hundred and eighty-five yards, two yeah. touchdowns, and it is twenty-one oh five. So he'd have to yeah. run for three hundred and twenty-eight yards. Happening, which no, probably be a single game record. I don't know about that. Uh, it would be. Uh, Peterson came close to getting a single game record a couple years ago. It's 200 something yards. I don't remember how much it is. At least I'm pretty sure it's only 200 something. I couldn't be wrong, but 
Yeah, because Peterson came really close to doing it. I think that last year with the Vikings, right before in Week 17, I think he it came up. Like, Adrian Peterson does own the single game rushing record. It's 296 oh, okay. yards against the San Diego Chargers in gotcha. 2007. So with uh, with Henry, the only reason I think they might try and help him get it is that me and Matt talked about a couple of weeks ago. Henry came out and said that it was a personal goal of his to get to 2,000 rushing yards. So it also ends up getting treated a little bit like a team award because it's a pretty big. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if Tennessee offensive line. Do it. Yeah. All right. So uh, Texans, any shot that they upset the Titans here? Or I know me and Matt – aren't really, you know, excited about their prospects moving forward. So could they end their, their season on a high note, possibly knock Tennessee out? I don't think there's really any shot, but, you know. I mean, the Jets beat the Browns, so it's possible. Well, and they Browns, could. So. They were two two sad fumbles away from beating the Colts twice. So you never know. So uh, 50, I'm, not, 50 I'm not picking them, but. 70, no. 40, 60? 6.5 <laughs> to 92.7. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm taking Tennessee. It uh, sounds like both of you guys are as well. As well. Yeah. I'll give the Texans a better chance than I'm giving the Bengals of beating the Ravens. God, I hope the Bengals beat the Ravens so bad. It'd be so nice. Uh, the 1-14 Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the 10-5 and Colts. Robinson out again, which just sucks. He was 34 yards away from breaking the rookie rushing record. I would have loved for him to be able to go out there and do that, but he is not going to be. Uh, the Colts need a win to get in. Uh, what do you think happens in this game? Is it uh, Tennessee and Tennessee Colts win, and then they're just waiting to see what happens? What do you guys expect out of this game? Yeah, I, I feel like it's a uh, Jonathan Taylor game. He's going to rack up a bunch of yards. Uh, you know, the Colts will get out to a big lead and uh, salt it away fairly quickly. Yeah, the Jaguars haven't been great. The probably highlight of their season was opening day. I think the highlight of their season was getting the one number one overall pick. Well, not for Marone because he keeps saying he's been trying to win to show that they're they're improving. I just don't, you know. It'd be nice to see uh, DJ Chark be able to do something, um, but the Jaguars yeah, aren't very good. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be it'll be interesting to watch this offseason. I've already seen some chatter about DJ Chark being a buy. Go buy DJ Chark. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is coming in and, and I get Lawrence is good, but there's there. I mean, he's going to be a rookie coming into the NFL. Uh, and as good as he is, how big a difference is he really going to make uh, in year one? And what other moves does Jacksonville make? How is that going to affect Chark? Uh, I, I like Chark. I think Chark is a pretty talented guy. He He did let down after his season last year. So, uh, getting a better quarterback is certainly going to be something for him to look forward to, but it'll be inter- I, I, I'll be interested to watch the by DJ Chark because he's getting Trevor Lawrence uh, narrative all off season into next season, especially if the Jaguars struggle at the beginning of the season, or if uh, you know Chenault or Cole or somebody uh, else steps up in the uh, uh, Jacksonville wide receiver core, you know, to see, 
do those people come back out of the woodwork and, and talk about, oh, I missed or whatnot? Or, you know, Chark had an outlier season. Uh, is is that really what happened? It'll be it'll be something to watch. But don't you think like the buy low windows kind of closed a little bit because he's he's bought he bottomed out. But I would think a lot of people have higher hopes for next season with potential changes and a new quarterback coming in. Uh, I do actually. I just saw today. Uh, oh, I forget who. I wish I could remember who I saw. Trent Balky, I think, is who who originally put it out there that uh, Jacksonville is hot on the trail of uh, one Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think that's Urban putting his name out there like he did last year. Because all the talk last year was Cleveland wanted Urban Meyer and it never really looked like they actually wanted Urban Meyer. They wanted Kevin Stefanski the whole time. So I don't. And then there was, what was it? Uh, a lot of talk uh, that Dallas was going for Urban Meyer too last year before they went and got McCarthy. I I think that's Urban. I don't think that's Jacksonville actually wanting Urban. I'll be honest, if if Urban goes to Jacksonville, I'm fading Trevor Lawrence hard. I do not think Urban's that great of a coach. I may be in the minority there. I'm not not his biggest fan. Well, to me, it comes down to can he take his hand out of the, the pot long enough to let uh, an NFL offense – get developed. I don't think his there's nothing about his offenses he's ran in college that has prepared quarterbacks to be NFL quarterbacks. And it's it's a situation where if he's going to rule try to rule an NFL coaching staff with an iron fist when it comes to the offense, it could end up being a a, a Steve Spurrier-esque nightmare yeah. for the offense. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I do not think it would be a great move by them at all. But I mean, I love Urban for bringing a championship to to Ohio State, but I I don't think he would. He he needs to bring in a great offensive coordinator and not have his hands in that at all. I think for that to be at all successful, because I I do think overall he's a great evaluator of talent and a great leader of men. But I don't think he's a good offensive coach. If I'm if I if I'm being a hundred percent honest, so. Uh, I do think, though, if he doesn't go there, Lawrence will be a great move. I mean, we saw, you know, everybody says he's the next best thing since Andrew Luck. We saw what Andrew Luck did for that team when he first stepped in. I mean, he almost took – I'm pretty sure he took him to a playoff in his rookie year. Now, a better team around mm-hmm. him than what Jacksonville has. But I think with the ability that Lawrence has, he could come in there and easily make guys like Chark, LaVisca, Chanel, you know, whether Conley's still there, whomever's still available for that team – uh, I think that they immediately take a step forward. Um, how much? I don't know. We're, that's going to be dependent on who ends up coming and coaching and all that stuff. But I think Lawrence going there does increase their uh, their stock at least a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who the new GM is and the new coach. Chark and uh, Chenault, I think, are the only two wide receivers they have under contract after this season. Gotcha. All right, I am taking uh, the Colts. What about you guys? Colts. Colts for me as well. Six and nine Chargers at the 14 and one Chiefs. Keenan Allen, Jalen Guyton are questionable. Uh, Chiefs have locked up the the top seed. A lot of talk that they won't, they'll play some of their guys, but not the full game. So you might get a little bit of Mahomes, a little bit of Kelsey. I believe Bell is going to be sat entirely. Uh, So what are we expecting from this game? Uh, Do you think the Chiefs end up still pulling off the win if they only play a half? Uh, Chargers have a chance to to pull off the upset here. Not that it matters. What are your thoughts on this game? Well, 
I, I feel like the Chargers are the team uh, with the fire in the belly playing to get a victory. Um, I think the Chargers, the, the players like Anthony Lynn and hear the chatter about him uh, getting canned, whether or not he does or whether or not he deserves to. You know, I'll, I'll leave that for people that follow the team uh, a bit closer than me. Um, but I think they're going to be playing hard. You know, they're going to uh, – with Keenan and, and Guyton questionable, Mike Williams is going to have to step up. Uh, and if he doesn't, uh, it's going to come down to can uh, Austin Eckler put the team on his back like he did early in the season. Uh, I, I felt like I read somewhere earlier today that Chad Henney was starting. So, yeah, I think they are. It, we can if it, if, yeah, if he's if if that's the case, uh, you know, the, if the Chiefs, if it does, it's not, clearly then not going to affect their playoff status. If they lose, uh, I think they're going to field a team, but that that'll be pretty much it. Uh, it'll be Daryl Williams out there and uh, Blake Bell. No, but Bell is in Dallas now. I forget who the. Yeah, Chad, uh, Chad Henney was named starter for week 17. Yeah, I forget who the backup tight end is there in Kansas City right now. Um, I think it's uh, another former quarterback. But I don't know. I, I think, you know, the the Chiefs will obviously play hard, but the Chargers playing their, their starters versus – uh, a mix of, of Chiefs backups and starters. Uh, I, I'm looking for the Chargers to pull it out. Yeah, I'm taking I mean, the Chargers. The Chargers almost beat the Chiefs when they played the first game when they were at full strength. That was one of those kind of close ending games we thought Herbert was going to win. So I think they they win. And I think there is a decent chance Anthony Lynn is back. He's been popular with the players. If they win this game, they finish 7-9, and nine, which – yeah. Problem is they could be much better if Anthony Lynn didn't make some of the decisions that he, he made early in the year. But I, I do like him too. I, mean, I, I do young, young team. Yeah. Is it's it just, all on the coach? Is it a young team maybe not the, executing? The play calling, yes, it's on the coach. When he decided to do some of the things that he decided to do, that's on the coach. That's not if you tell your team to go out there and punt at fourth and inches against the Chiefs in overtime and knowing that you need to probably just drive down the field and score. Yeah, that's on the coach, man. That ain't on – Justin Herbert's not going, take me out, punt the ball. No, that's on Anthony Lynn. There yeah, was some other – I don't know that. Maybe he did. Maybe he just – he didn't feel like he had I, it. No, I don't think so at all. Justin Herbert's that dude. He ain't ever coming off the field. You know, they do remind me, you know, this – I was a little bit excited about Denver because the way they ended 2019 kind of with a young rookie quarterback looking promising, winning, getting up to seven and nine, looking frisky – the Chargers look like they have come kind of some of that same energy where they were playing really well but losing close uh, in the middle of the season. They've managed to get these close wins at the end of the season. Maybe they're figuring it out a little bit and they can carry some momentum in. Um, they still have a, a good team, you know, with yeah. with Keenan Allen, if they can bring him back. And, uh, you know, well, he's back. He's on contract now. He signed that contract extension this preseason. Oh yeah, that's right. It's Henry that's on the yeah, franchise. Henry tag, franchise tag and Williams, I think, will be a free agent as well. So that may actually not matter that much. 
fair point. Fair point. All right. The eight and seven Cardinals at the nine and six Rams. Uh, Murray is questionable, but uh, I saw stuff earlier today saying that, he is <coughs> the that they expect him to play. So he should be out there. Goff out. Cup on the COVID list and will be out as well. John Wofford and Malcolm Brown leading the team here with Robert Woods for the Rams. Rams have uh, struggled the past two weeks, do need a win to get in. Even if they lose, there's a shot they still get in. The Cardinals, though, have to win or they are out. Who do you guys expect to win this game, and how do you expect this game to go? Uh, I feel, you know, Murray's questionable, and it's really hampered. uh, You know, the shoulder has hampered a lot of what he does when he runs. Uh, He isn't running as often, I think, in an effort to protect the shoulder. Um, If he can get himself back to closer to 100%, I think that makes up – Will will allow him to do a little bit more with his arm, just by by getting away from the rush. The Rams have a fierce rush, and it could just as easily be you know third play of the first drive for the Cardinals, and uh, Aaron Donald puts Murray on that shoulder and knocks him out for the rest of the game. Um, but I feel like the the Cardinals are going to do what they do. They're going to push the ball at Nuke. Uh, they're going to sneak it at you with Dan Arnold down the middle of the field, uh, and they're going to, for some some inexplicable reason, try to run Edmonds and Drake wide unsuccessfully. Well, that's the thing. Edmonds, Hopkins, and Fitzgerald are also all questionable and have been missing practice with, with injuries. I This is a potentially ugly must-win game for two teams. Uh, you know, that are missing a lot of critical players. You know, the Rams went from having three running backs that they used interchangeably to, uh, God, keep Malcolm Brown healthy, you know, and upright. It's going to be interesting. I, I still somehow think the Rams, with a who have a better defense, are going to find a way to win at home and lock up their playoff spot. Yeah, I'm taking Arizona. I'm just going to lean on Kyler Murray finding a way to win. Just him and, and him and Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury. I think they're coming in with the slightly better team, just due to them being a slightly more healthy. And I think that they're going to find a way to win this game. I've got Arizona as well. This is where I pass, Matt. The eleven and four New Orleans Saints at the five and ten Panthers. Uh, Smith went on IR. Murray is questionable. Are we expecting another massive game from Alvin Kamara? Yes. Who the hell else do they have? I mean, one plus Carolina, not exactly world beaters against running game. So it's yeah, uh, obviously, or maybe not, but I I expect there to be some regression in the touchdown department, um, probably to five, maybe, maybe four, <laughs> maybe four. No, I, you know, it, it, I think we have to be realistic. A big day is 25 points, not 50, 54, 59, depending on your scoring. So, you know, that was a, a day for the ages is what that was. You know, we we get we get games like that every few years. Um, so, will he have a big day? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think he'll probably 
rush for 60 or 70 yards. He'll probably catch eight or nine passes and be good for two or three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he won a lot of people their championships. So, so you know, before this season, I was uh, guessing, you know, I said I thought he had potential to be 1,000, 1,000. He's not going to make it there uh, as a receiver because he has 83 for 756 right now, but he's got 932 uh, rushing yards. So that only puts him 68 rushing yards away from 1,000. I think he's going to make a push and we'll get there. Uh, for that, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, to see him get six or seven uh, receptions too. Just say, you know, they're thin in receiver. I think he's had an, an amazing season, and from a fantasy perspective, he's been one of the few like first round top picks who's been on the field and been solidly productive. He and Devontae Adams are probably the two most solid of those first round picks this year. Yeah. So who was it? It was it was uh, CMC, Barkley, Zeke. Cook's been pretty Mara. good too. Can't, Cook, yeah, can't fault Cook. Uh, but yep. every, you know the Michael Thomas obviously was the first receiver off of a lot of people's board, and yeah, that's that's been somewhat of a struggle. If you took a quarterback in the first round, that's been a struggle. If you went up and took Kelsey, that worked out for you because he may end. He was tracking to have a potential to end up as the league's leading receiver, but it's just, you know, some of these guys have, have been amazing and amazingly solid. That was one of the reasons I said in the middle of the season, I felt like Kamara should be in the, the discussion for MVP because he was carrying helping carry the saints and he's continued to help carry the saints. Breeze has not looked exceptional all year. Thomas hadn't even been there. Um, but he's been pretty rock steady as long as Breeze has been in there. I'm sad to say that uh, – I'm sad to see that he got 83 catches. He, he's been on 81. Well, I he that 81. I was hoping he'd stay right at 81. Jason Hill tried to keep him there. <laughs> that he did. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the, the Saints in this one. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm taking the Saints. Saints for me as well. The 11-4 Seahawks at the 6-9 49ers. Uh, Olsen, Hyde, and Carson are all questionable. Uh, can Seattle Seattle can still get the top seed with a win. You've got Ayuk injured. Uh, really going to be Jeff Wilson and George Kittle trying to carry the San Francisco team. How do you guys see this game going for the, the Seahawks and 49ers? Uh, I think I, – I feel like it's going to be a, a, a Rashad Penny breakout game. Hey, way to stay on brand. Way to stay he's, on brand. He's back, you know. <laughs> he's back. Hyde's banged up. Carson's been banged up. Russ has been struggling. Who better to bring him out of that funk than Richard Penny? No, I, I feel like, you know, Lockett, I think, is questionable as well. And uh, for me, I, 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 I think it's going to be a uh, DK Metcalf, you know, Will will uh not Wilson, uh Disley and Hollister. Uh you just never know which one of them it's gonna be. So that's fine. It, it's gonna be what it is. Uh they want to run the ball, they wanna it, they want to shorten the game, and then when they get an opportunity, take a shot. Uh Russ isn't cooking, Russ isn't microwaving, Russ is crockpotting that as of late. So See you in the crockpot from This Is Us, the one that caught yeah. fire. Yeah. 
Um, I I don't think this is going to be a super high scoring game. San Francisco has played with a lot of heart and a lot of pride, even if they, you know, record wise, don't have a chance to go anywhere uh, in the postseason. We saw that last week with how they played against Arizona. And I think they're going to play solid again this week. I think Seattle will find a way to win, but I'm expecting kind of a tight 2017-24-20 kind of game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't expect it to be high scoring, but I, I think Russell Wilson does enough to pull off the win here for the Seahawks. I, I don't think they get that number one seed because I still think the Packers win, but I, I do think that they uh, they end up getting the win here and capping off their uh, regular season with a win. Who are you guys picking? Seattle for me. Seattle for me too. All right. Then the Sunday night football game, you got the six and nine Washington football team at the four, 10 and one Philadelphia Eagles. McLaurin doubtful Gibson questionable Smith questionable, but he is practicing Washington as a win and get in. That's all they have to do is win. doesn't matter what, what Dallas and New York does. And then you've got Jackson and Goddard questionable for the Eagles. Uh, Hertz has uh, obviously been phenomenal up until last week. Can Hertz get it done in the final and help the Cowboys or Giants get into the playoffs? No, he can't. Chase Young is, you know, with Washington, it was interesting to watch some of the Chase Young, Tyler Heineke interaction. Uh, I don't know if Chase was like, oh, this dude needs to be pumped up, or I don't know if Chase was like, man, it's about fucking time they took Dwayne out of the lineup. But Chase was Chase seemed all in on uh, Tyler, Tyler Heineke, and, or Taylor Heineke. And so whether it's Smith or whether it's Heineke, uh, preferably it's Smith, but uh, I like the defense to be able to control Philadelphia. Uh, I think they've got the defensive line to put w- with enough speed on the defensive line to put some pressure on Hertz and contain Hertz well enough. You know, Hertz has played beyond my expectations. Um, uh, admittedly, my expectations were very low. Uh, He's ran like I thought he could, but he hasn't. He's thrown the ball much better than I expected, um, much better than I saw him throw it in college to wide open players. So uh, I, I like Washington in, in this game, uh, regardless of the quarterback. And I think that it's going to be on the back uh, of Chase Young in that defense. Yeah, I mean, the defense has been solid. Um, that was what helped, you know, Washington actually upset Philadelphia on opening day. That was one of the ways this season started. They certainly could do it again. I I think Philadelphia gets the win. Yeah, I'm taking Washington. Mentioned it earlier. I think uh, I've, I've wanted to see Alex Smith kind of – Get that one last hurrah there in the playoffs. I think Washington has the better team. I think the defensive line is going to be able to cause issues for Jalen Hurts. I think that Washington finds a way to pull it out. They've just looked like a different team Team with Alex Smith uh, at their quarterback. Sucks not having McLaurin. Obviously, I don't think he's going to play with him being doubtful, uh, but I think they figure out a way to get it done. Yeah, it looks like today they changed the status from doubtful to questionable, even though he's still not practicing. Hopefully will be good news. Get him out there. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, there's a couple things that uh, we need to discuss. I'll let, uh, I don't know who put that on there. Was that Dennis or Matt? I'll let you take no, it from I here to, okay, to congratulate everybody. 
Yeah. Daniel Brown, uh, D Brown FF 88, uh, is our dynasty league listener league champion Knights of the round table. Uh, he was, I think he was in our redraft league last year as well. Yeah. Um, he lost in the championship, I believe last yeah, year. Yeah. He, he, he brought it home pretty big in, in the dynasty league. He, he, he was a prid had a pretty dominant team, uh, and won the championship. Yeah, and in our uh, redraft league, uh, Jacob Thronberry won. Um, you know, our colleague at the Driving Podcast Network, he beat Jonathan Weber in the uh, in the finale. So a uh, good job to him. And then um, I know in our our first Debbie League, the one that I'm in with you, uh, No Show um, won. He actually finished the regular season six and seven, went all the way uh, to win the title. So I thought that was pretty great. Uh, and then I went and looked, uh, you know, we did that eliminator challenge where people get eliminated every week and it looked like Corey Jeffries ended up, uh, being the, the last team standing there. I know I was the last one left of the four of us. Um, but I got knocked out in like week 11 or 12. Uh, so great job to, to everybody who was in there. I just thought it would be nice to do a, a few shout outs to those who won the competitions we put out there. Yeah. You know, what I learned about myself this year is that when it comes to best ball slash eliminator challenges, I am awful. <laughs> I learned I'm awful at everything, so <laughs> I, I, got, we, I got not much going for me. I think the only reason I hung in there in eliminator for so long is because I, I went off the board and took Herbert. Uh, Matt, you want to mention the the playoff challenge? Yeah, so for those of you that want to, you know, keep playing, keep going in fantasy, we're going to do a uh, playoff challenge. If you've never done one of these before, basically you end up taking one player from each of the 14 playoff teams to slot into a set of positions. We're going to have two quarterbacks, four running backs, four receivers, two tight ends, a defensive slot, and a kicker slot. So you, you put in those um, basically it's a cumulative scoring uh, competition. So to last the four weeks of the playoffs from the wild card round through the Super Bowl, everybody has the same number of uh, players playing every week because you take one from each team. And so everybody has the same amount that'll get eliminated. We're going to post a link to a kind of survey form that'll ask you to go in there and plug in your team uh, choices. The cutoff is going to be uh, 5 p.m. next Friday, which I believe is January 7th. Um, and to get everything in, because obviously you're going to want to wait and see who finishes making the playoffs and what the final seeding is. A lot of strategy there. Uh, you, you have to, you know, basically you want to try to get your high scoring players all the way through. So you, I usually start when I'm doing these by doing my playoff picks and who I think the teams are that can last the longest and then kind of go, go there. There's a little bit of strategy in there. No negative points. The scoring is going to be universal six point touchdowns, PPR one point per 25 passing yards, one point per 10 yards, rushing, receiving, uh, Defense will score by one point for sacks, two points for turnover, six points for touchdowns, and then standard kicker scoring three points for zero to 39 yard field goals, four for 40 to 49, and five for 50 plus yard field goals. All right. So if you guys want to do that, you can, uh, Matt, are you going to drop it on the show account or on uh, your <coughs> yeah, account? Uh, probably both. 
Okay. And then me and Dennis will obviously retweet it out. You can reach out to any of us to get into that. We'll, I, I will definitely make sure whomever wins uh, gets something if you guys want to join with us. It was a lot of fun last year. I remember who won it last year because we did it just between us last year, right? Was it me? Yeah, I think you did win. Um, and I, we, we talked about right whoever, uh, whoever is the winning team will also get an automatic bid to our 2021 redraft league. Yes. Yeah. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while, Matt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Last year was my year. I, I've learned from this year. As you said, you weren't good at best ball. I'm not good at any form of fantasy. I learned this year. I'm horrible at it all. It's not been my year whatsoever. So hey, it's uh, a little bit of fun. Helps keep you kind of. Locked in on the playoffs. Uh, yeah, since I won't have any teams in there or anybody to root for, it'll be a lot of fun to root for the players because, you know, Browns no. are not making it. Dennis and I know that we won't have our teams in there. You and Tony still have a chance. Keep hope alive. Yeah. Keep hope alive has not been my slogan for 2020. It's been, let's get to 2021. Well, 2020 is New over. year, new me. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm rooting for right now. New year, new new Browns. I don't know this guy. It's going to be horrible. Um, anyways. Uh, thank you, everybody who's uh, been listening all year, interacting with us. This is our first year going to video on everything. It's been a lot of fun on some of these Fridays and other shows. Where we've had a lot of comments jumping in there. It's been fun. Hoping to continue to grow. We've got uh, some things in the works coming for next year. We'll be really excited to start talking about Excited for off-season content. We'll be moving to two shows a week uh, in the off-season. We doing mon- I'm gonna, just going to discuss this live. Mondays, Thursdays, is that what we're doing? Sounds good. Yep. Okay, cool. So we'll start that actually next week. So we'll be going a little bit later every week as well uh, because Dennis has to live in Eastern time and he's got to, you know, make make it harder for us to start. But we'll start later recapping games. We'll preview playoff stuff, talk all kinds of dynasty content where a lot of the, the fun comes for us and talking about where we see players and, and different uh, teams and everything. So everybody... If you're in a college football, enjoy the playoff games and the other games going on Friday, Saturday. And then obviously oh, yeah, good you have luck. your pick for the uh, semifinal games? Tomorrow's the semifinal games. Clemson, 41 to 13. That's my, that's my, no, I think. Aren't they uh, playing why, why, Ohio State? Yes. Why do you think I'd so. pick against Ohio State? I'm, but I, you know, I feel about as good as Ohio State winning as I do the Browns winning this weekend. So that's just kind of my attitude going in. It's not a. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Be, <laughs> no, I, I picked on the Debbie debate show last night that I think the, the Buckeyes win it last, last drive of the game. They drive down the field and score and that they beat Clemson. It's going to be a good game. I really do. It's going to be better than the Alabama Notre Dame game. I'll say that. But it, Notre Dame's going to roll. No, no. Roll All right, I'm I'll talk to you. Everybody have drive. a good weekend. Stay, uh, stay safe tonight. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your pop on there. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play?